Broadcasting live to New York, Bloomberg 1130. To Washington, D.C., Bloomberg 991. To Boston, Bloomberg 1200. To San Francisco, Bloomberg 960. To the country, Sirius XM Channel 119. And around the globe, the Bloomberg Radio Plus app and Bloomberg.com. This is Bloomberg Surveillance. Good morning at 7.30 on Wall Street. I'm Michael McKee, along with Tom Keene. We're about two hours away from the start of trading, what looks like a down open on the day. Here's some of the company stories we are watching. People with knowledge of the matter say the German chemicals maker BASF, they're working with advisors and financing banks. They're thinking about making a counter bid for DuPont, which, of course, previously agreed to merge with Dow Chemical. American Airlines pilot called the airline service outright embarrassing. They're not happy with the return of what they call toxic labor relations. They sent a letter to Chief Executive Doug Parker. The airline says the airline group is well aware a cultural change is needed. And Oscar Munoz, speaking of airlines, poised to return to work as CEO of United Continental Holdings. Uh, he will be back on the job on March 14th. He suffered a heart attack October 15th. Now let's check in with Michael Barr get the latest world and national headlines. Michael. Mike, thank you very much. The two Democratic presidential candidates got a bit testy with each other on certain issues, but Hillary Clinton and Bernie Sanders each want to run against Donald Trump in the general election. I would love to run against Donald Trump. Donald Trump's uh, bigotry, his uh, bullying, his bluster... Um, are not going to wear well on the American people. Sanders versus Trump does a lot better than Clinton versus Trump. There's only one candidate in either party who has more votes than him, and that's me. Both candidates spoke in Flint, Michigan, on CNN, where there is a lead contamination water crisis. How do you feel about your drinking water? According to a new Associated Press poll, only 47% of Americans are very confident in the safety of what's flowing from their tap. North Korea has issued its latest warning of a preemptive nuclear strike of justice on Washington and Seoul. The threat from North Korea is in reaction to the start of huge U.S.-South Korean military drills. Global News, 24 hours a day, powered by our 2,400 journalists and more than 150 news bureaus from around the world. I'm Michael Barr. Mike? Thank you, Michael. Time now for the Bloomberg NBC Sports Update with John Stashower. John? All right, Mike. Wild first period at the Garden. The Islanders led 3 nothing less than five minutes in. Their 4-3 to lead went from the first period to midway through the third when the Rangers' Derek Broussard tied the game. But Cal Clutterbuck off a faceoff with a minute and a half to go. Islanders won 6-4, to completing a 6-1 road trip. They're just three points behind the Blue Shirts. Devils lost for the eighth time in the last ten. Pittsburgh won 6-1, scoring twice in each period. Biggest upset in NBA history in terms of win percentage disparity. The Lakers, with 51 losses, beat the Warriors in their 55 wins, and it wasn't close. Golden State made only four of 30 three-pointers and losing for just the sixth time all year, 112-95. to As expected, it will be Monmouth against Iona tonight in Albany. Final of the Metro Atlantic Tourney with a trip to the NCAAs on the line. Hofstra tonight also goes for the NCAAs, taking on North Carolina Wilmington, the Colonial Final in Baltimore. Army is out in the Patriot, losing 60-38 to to Holy Cross in the semifinals. The Peyton Manning presser kicks off at 1 o'clock today in Denver. Not nearly the attention, but Maria Sharapova also retiring from tennis. She's only 28. Golf in Miami, Adam Scott wins for the second straight week. With the Bloomberg NBC Sports Update, I'm John Stashett. 
Thank you, John. Oil prices continue to rise. Thirty-six fifty-three for West Texas now. One point seven percent, one point six percent rise for Brent crude. Thirty-nine thirty-two, moving towards the forty-dollar mark. Looks like Citigroup saying a bottom may be in for oil. We'll get you more on that coming up here on Surveillance. This is Bloomberg Surveillance. I'm Michael McKee along with Tom Keene. Oil may be higher, but right now futures are lower. S&P futures off by eight points, four-tenths of a percent. Dow futures down 43, about three-tenths, and it's a half percent decline for NASDAQ 100 e-mini futures. They are down 19 points right now. Europe lower as well, three points for the stock 600, down eight-tenths of a percent. Time now for the Bloomberg NJIT STEM report brought to you by New Jersey Institute of Technology, partnering with government and industry to apply the university's world-class research assets to innovate and spur economic growth. Learn more at njit.edu. Here is Bob Moon. Thanks and good morning, Michael. Coming up on 735 on Wall Street, and here's what's making news in science, technology, engineering, and math. Why did the tortoise cross the road? That's the problem, at least in California's Mojave Desert, where the endangered desert tortoise doesn't move fast enough, as you might expect, to get out of the way. The Marine Corps has plans to expand its air-ground combat training center by about 165 square miles, and much of that land happens to be prime tortoise habitat. So the Los Angeles Times reports the Marines are preparing a $50 million operation to airlift 1,185 tortoises to keep them from getting smashed by military equipment. Some scientists are dubious of the plan, pointing out a poor record of relocation success, leaving the animals vulnerable to predators and disrupting social and genetic lines dating back thousands of years. Apple is pressing its case against cooperating with the FBI in the court of public opinion. The company's software chief, in an opinion piece written for the Washington Post, argues that creating software to break into its iPhones could endanger millions by giving criminals an entryway into all kinds of sensitive networks, such as power grids and transportation hubs, and all they need, he can is one unsecured device to exploit. And low-power TV providers that want to say in an FCC Spectrum auction on March 29th are launching a last-ditch bid to delay the sale. The lawsuits could limit the spectrum available if the court rules the 1,900 licensed low-power TV providers must be protected. And that's this morning's Bloomberg NJIT STEM report. Thank you, Robert. Well, James DeVritis is the dean of the Fletcher School at Tufts University. After a long career in the U.S. Navy that led him to become Supreme Allied Commander for our forces in Europe and the commander of the United States European Command, with all that is going on in the presidential race, uh, foreign policy took a back seat for quite some time, but it did come front and center in the Fox debate the other night uh, with uh, the Republicans. And we wanted to get the Admiral on to talk a little bit about uh, what we know and what we don't know to help make us a little bit smarter here. Uh, Admiral, um, one of the questions put to Donald Trump was, uh, would the military obey your orders? And then there was a question about whether his orders might be illegal or not. Uh, tell us from a military person's perspective, what the chain of command is and how it could be that a military person would disobey a commander-in-chief. I'll be glad to, Michael. Uh, Great to be talking with both you and Tom this morning. First of all, uh, we have a long tradition of civilian control of the military. That's bedrock. And so if the civilian chain of command, which goes from the president to the secretary of defense, to the combatant commanders, like I was, as Supreme Allied Commander of NATO. Uh, Those orders will be obeyed, with one exception. 
And that exception is if uh, a civilian were to give an illegal order. So what's an illegal order? I'll give you two examples, uh, both which came from Mr. Trump. One would be uh, deliberately targeting to kill civilians, particularly family members of uh, alleged terrorists. Second would be uh, simply uh, using torture, uh, as in waterboarding, which is illegal against the laws of the United States. So the military will unequivocally uh, obey the orders of the civilian leadership unless they are patently illegal. Well, has this happened before that uh, orders were refused? I don't think at a strategic level, as in ordering the entire force to uh, conduct waterboarding, for example, or ordering uh, targeting of individual uh, family members. But uh, I think there have been tactical examples of this uh, at lower levels in the chain of command where uh, individual soldiers have, have felt as though this was illegal. That happened in Vietnam a couple of times. Well, now, who makes the laws that are are at question here? Are these uh, military laws or these uh, civilian laws made by Congress? Is it the Geneva Convention? What are we talking about? It's all the above. Uh, so it would be the statutory law of the United States um, under which any U.S. soldier, sailor, airman, or Marine would fall. It would be the laws of war, which are well-known and taught to our active-duty military, and it could be uh, international law, specifically the Geneva Conventions, as you mentioned, when the United States is a signatory to a treaty that has the force of law for the United States. Well, one of the things that Trump suggested uh, is that we are at a disadvantage because we follow these laws. As a military person, are we? I don't think so. I think our greatest advantage is our values, Mike, and we violate those at extreme peril. And so... All of our values, our freedom of speech, freedom of religion, our obedience to the law of the land, that's our greatest strength. To violate those doesn't put us at a, any kind of advantage. Right, let's come back with uh, Admiral James Stavridis. He's the dean of the Fletcher School, long career in the Navy, was a commander of U.S. forces in Europe. And we'll continue our conversation about foreign policy and the political world uh, when we come back here on surveillance. Right now, we're looking at bonds falling on the day. Yields are higher. The 10-year testing resistance levels now at 1.9040, rising since uh, our show began. The five-year is at 1.4021, and we're at 89 basis points for the two-year note. I'm Michael McKee, along with Tom Keene. You're listening to Bloomberg Radio Worldwide. We're counting down to the opening bell. Less than two hours to go. Brought to you by the Jeep Grand Cherokee, most awarded SUV ever. The Grand Cherokee continues to raise the bar with its luxurious interior and legendary 4x4 capability. Drive one at your local Jeep dealer today. <laughs> 